Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Wonder Hour where we discuss new age topics including alternative health, spirituality, and all things metaphysical. I'm your host, Krista. And I'm your host, Roxy. And we are the Woo Woo Women. Woo Woo! Welcome to our 15th episode. I think last time we accidentally said 13th, but no, it was the 14th. So welcome today to our 15th episode. Today we will be sharing spirit and ghost stories from our experiences as well as some from our listeners. Um, So first we would like to talk about the difference between a spirit and a ghost. If you were like me whenever, you know, I was younger, I thought they were the same thing, right? A ghost is a ghost. Um, But in hindsight, in my different experiences, I did notice different feelings when I encountered a ghost versus a spirit. So. What is the difference? Um, To me, very simply, a spirit is just someone who has died and gone into the light, gone into heaven, the afterlife, what have you. And a ghost is someone who has remained in the earthly realm after death. Yeah, and to me, I think that you touched upon this, friend. Spirit has a very different energy compared to what we call a ghost. And a spirit is an energy that has crossed into the light and that they are in a higher energy plane because they're with source. And spirits have, you know, they release that negativity that they have associated with their physical life. And um, I've also noticed just uh, encountering spirits versus uh, ghosts. I don't know if you've had this experience too, friend, but Spirits come through to me um, in a warm, it's more of a warmer feeling, like physically warm. And Mm -hmm. when there is a ghost or what we call like a earthbound spirit, uh, usually that will come across very cold um, temperature wise. Have you ever felt that? Um, Yeah, I have definitely felt the cold. And then with spirits, like physically, I don't feel the warmth, but emotionally there's that sense of warmth or love or peace there yep exactly and i also experience the cold with or or the cold whenever you're dealing with like a negative entity which we won't get into that in this podcast but and then Mm -hmm. when i deal with angels and angelic higher consciousness beings i also experience the warmth so There's just something, I guess, and it all depends on the person too. I think there may be something to do with the temperature changes. So ghosts and spirits appear to make contact for different reasons. And the way they act and communicate is the strongest difference from them. So ghosts are very similar to humans, but without the control and resolution um, that the living may have. They are most They are almost incapable of reason or using a sound mind. And ghosts often are tied to a particular location when they died. And usually if you encounter a a ghost, and this is not always, but usually their death is sudden, uh, such as like a murder or a tragic passing. And often these ghosts do not realize they're dead, uh, which in fact, Um, most cases causes them to be kind of in a state of frenzy. And um, I think all the encounters that I've had with a ghost 
it feels like, and, and I'm sure this is not always the case, that it's very location specific and that person is not realizing what's happened and they're confused. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a really common scenario. And that was a really um, great explanation and description there. Um, sometimes ghosts can also be tied to a person uh, or maybe an object that was important to them or a location. Um, so, you know, it's kind of kind of different per situation. But yeah, I think you were right, Krista. Usually um, they're at that location where they passed. Um, side, oh, and then it's rare that you'll find them in a graveyard. I know a lot of people think, ooh, let's go to the cemetery, it's haunted. But that's probably the last place you're gonna find a spirit. You know, they're hanging out with the people and where the action is. <laughs> that's what I've noticed anyway. Um, Krista, did you ever watch The Ghost Whisperer with Jennifer Love Hewitt? I think so. I like her. She did a lot of uh, Lifetime movies that I enjoyed thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, The Ghost Whisperer, man, that was such a good show. But it um, talks a lot about these topics. And it's her, you know, just helping these spirits that need to, or sorry, these ghosts that need to pass on. So for our listeners, that's a great show if you're interested in this stuff. Okay, Krista, well, are you ready to get started with the stories? Let's go, girl. All right. So um, we'll go ahead and I'll start by sharing my very first ghostly encounter. So it was around the fifth grade and one of my best friends had just moved into a new house. And so, of course, we needed to do a slumber party there. So it was my first time to stay at her new house. And when I got there, she was showing me around. And whenever she was showing me her closet, which was pretty big, I got just this really cold, weird sensation. And her closet just kind of creeped me out, but I didn't really know why. But eh, whatever. So, you know, the night goes on. We're doing slumber party things. And it's time to go to sleep. And so she pulls out her trundle bed for me, which was right in front of her closet door. And this sense of dread just came over me. And I didn't know why, but I just was so scared to sleep there in front of the closet door. So, you know, I tried convincing her, hey, you know, switch spots with me. Can I sleep in your bed? And she's like, no, it's fine. Just stay there. I could not sleep. I was just so anxious. So she falls asleep and... I'm just laying there nervous. And all of a sudden, a couple hours later, it gets really cold in the room. I just felt so unexplainably cold. And then her guinea pig goes nuts and starts making all sorts of crazy noises, kicking the shavings out of his cage. I was like, oh my gosh. So I scoot as close to her bed and as far from the closet as possible. And I put the blankets over my head. And then I hear footsteps and these footsteps come out of the closet and start walking right beside where I am. But then they stopped. I'm just listening and listening. And then I feel this cold fingertip just tracing along the back of my head and down my spine. Oh. And then <laughs> the footsteps start again. I know I'm getting chills right now. And the footsteps walk further across the bedroom away from me so 
I finally felt brave enough that I opened my eyes, pulled the sheets over my head, and I looked, and I just saw this. It was like a movie, just the see-through white kind of fog in the shape of a woman that walked up the stairs and out of her room, and I heard the footsteps fade away. Yep. Ooh, oh, man. I did not. Now, here's the clincher. I did not tell my friend that this had happened because I didn't think she would believe me. So I just called my parents, told them I didn't feel good. Can you come pick me up? It was like three in the morning and no questions asked, whatever. Well, a few months later, um, my friend was telling me that her boyfriend, no, not months, years. This was years because this was in high school. Her boyfriend was over at her house taking a nap and, um, he felt my friend giving him a massage and he woke up, woke up and was like, oh, hey, there was nobody there. Mm. So when she told me that story, I finally said, hey, this is what happened. Well, we had found out years later that um, a woman had committed suicide in oh, that yeah. house. Yeah. And it was in the garage. Well, this house didn't have a garage. It turns out they had converted the garage into the bedroom. And that's where my friend, that was her room. Wow. Yeah, it makes me feel sorry for, you know, these these ghosts, the ones that I've encountered at least, because they're, um, I mean, they. it's so easy for us to be afraid of them, right? But mm -hmm. in reality, they're going through a very difficult time because they haven't found their light, you know? So, yeah, wow, that is... That's that's a crazy story. And I think that it's so common for younger people, children to see spirits mm -hmm. because, you know, and I, I think that we've mentioned this before because their veil is so much lighter, right? And they can, they're so much more connected to spirit because they're closer to source than we are. So mm -hmm. um, that's very cool, friend. Yeah, I have a lot of stories, but I'll tell, I'll uh, explain my story of the last house that um, we were in and what happened whenever we got in there. So, uh, bought this house, and it, I mean, it wasn't an old house; it was like 1987 built, right? And um, <clears throat> I love the house, and I was working upstairs in kind of like the loft area. And I started to notice um, frequently when I was alone in the house, I would hear like a man's voice, like a young man's voice. And then I would hear like footsteps, you know, like boom, 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 boom. And then I would run downstairs with like, who is here? And then there would be <laughs> yeah. nothing there. Um, and then this happened a few times and, uh, and I was like, what is going on here? And then one day I was laying in my bed and I, you know, I was like in a deep sleep. It was probably like super early in the morning. And I hear a man's voice go into my ear clear as day. And he says, good morning. And I woke oh up gosh. and I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. And, and then. <laughs> You know, I think within the course of that same week or like a few weeks, my friend and I were down in my basement and uh, there's like a workshop area in this house 
And we just felt really creeped out by this workshop area because it's like in the basement, it's like you know, inside the earth or whatever. And so um, we go in this workshop and we both see like multiple orbs like going uh, going from one side of the workshop and through the um through the actual like concrete wall oh my goodness and we caught it on camera and i can't believe that i <gasps> lost that video we caught the orbs no! going from one space into another and so i was like you know something's going on here it did not feel scary to me i was not scared of it um, I was just very curious because that's how I am. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go into meditation and I'm going to see if I can figure out who this is and connect with them. So I went into meditation and I centered myself, you know, focusing on my breath. And then I, you know, basically asked the question, who are you? And I get this picture of this young man, like a very handsome man, probably about, I don't know, 30 years old with reddish brown hair and a beard and like revolutionary, um, you know, clothes, like he was fighting mm -hmm. some sort of revolutionary war. It turns out that where that house was, it, there was a lot of historical revolutionary um, happenings. I don't know exactly, you know, the, the, the historical details of it, but it, mm -hmm. it, that, it, that was validated that there was activity in that vicinity of where I was. Oh, wow. And, and so um, I decided that, uh, you know, I, and I asked him, I was like, well, why are you, um, you know, why are you coming to me? And his answer was, when I received it, he said, I'm attracted to your light. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, I've heard this before, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to go into like a deep meditation. And uh, basically what I did was I um, evoked the light and evoked source and angels and, you know, his loved ones and his ancestors to help him cross over. And I imagined it as like a white circle that just kind of appears as like a portal in the, in the ether. And I saw him walk through the light. And mm -hmm. after I did that, I never had any more experiences with him in particular. Um, none of that, you know, walking around in the house, hearing a man's voice, the good morning, um, the, none of the orbs, all that was gone after I did that. Um, mm -hmm. But it was such an interesting experience. And so flash forward three years, I just sold that house and I was talking to my neighbor who um, is down the road and she was like, yeah, um, one of the ladies in this neighborhood was also a woo-woo woman like you. And her daughter said that she would see her, She was at, when she was a child, her daughter would see revolutionary soldiers walking up and down the street. And I got chills and I was like, oh yeah, oh, I had wow. a revolutionary soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So oh, that, that is my experience with the the last house that I had. One of many. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you had some validation there from two different places, right? From the child and then knowing that uh, revolutionary war stuff did happen there. Yeah. It's um, crazy. Yeah. And I love that in your story, you talk about helping him go into the light. And I think we could have a whole other episode um, on that topic for sure. Yeah, I think that that's another message I think that I want to convey to everyone. And I know Roxy feels the same way, especially with these ghosts. Um, you know, if you're a lot of them are going to be attracted to us because of our light mm-hmm. and because they're confused and they're, they need help some of them may need help, uh, crossing over, you know? So Mm -hmm. from what I've been told, it's almost like, um, like we're like glow worms and let's say (laughs) that everything they see around them is gray and they're attracted to the glow worms. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's a good analogy. Okay. Well, Krista and I, um, both have, you know, plenty of ghost and spirit encounters we selected a couple to share with you guys but what we really want to do is share some listener stories so you guys know we love hearing from you um so we are honored today to bring you stories from a couple of our listeners so we're going to start with an email from our listener megan here are some of my experiences i've had over the years All of these things happened in one house that we lived in previously. When we moved in, things immediately started happening. We ended up having to be cleansed and have our house cleansed, which helped a lot. So here's her first story from this house. I was doing a meet your spirit guide meditation and about 15 minutes in, something started poking my right side. It started at my ankle and felt like a finger poking with medium pressure. It went up my leg, poking the side of my kneecap, my thigh, and then my hip. I jumped up after that. Okay, her next story. Another time, I was doing a mind-emptying meditation. I was imagining that my mind was a house with many floors, and I walked down each level of the house, starting on the top floor. I was imagining all the thoughts and people that were looping around in my brain leaving them all as I walked down each floor until I ended up in the basement. The basement was unfinished with a chair facing a wall. It was completely quiet in sound and feeling. All my thoughts of the day were gone. I sat in the chair, enjoying the silence, and all of a sudden, a girl was in front of me, and she was crying. She had short hair and was wearing a long white nightgown. She was very pale and had dark around her eyes. She was asking for help. It startled me and I lost connection with her, lost the house and the basement. I didn't tell my significant other about what happened because it was weird and I hadn't completely processed what happened. A couple of nights later, my significant other came to me and told me he saw a girl in our kitchen. She had short hair and a white nightgown and she didn't look alive. She disappeared after that. Wow. Ooh. I know. I got chills from that one. It's, you know, these stories are powerful on their own, but would you get validation from another source? It just makes it seem that much more real, doesn't it? 
I know. And I feel so sorry for the little girl. I hope she got the help that she needed to cross over. I know. And it, it goes back to what you said. A lot of these spirits, you know, may not even realize, like you said in the beginning, they may not realize they're dead. They may be stuck at the place where, you know, that tragic thing happened. Um, so yeah, we definitely need to follow up with an episode on, you know, how to, um, help them go into the light and maybe overcoming fear around that. Cause I know I've definitely had fear around this topic. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Here's our third story from Megan and Megan has so, so many stories. I feel so glad she shared some of these with us. Okay. So here's our last one from her. Another time my significant other and I were listening to a podcast about star children. I had fallen asleep and my significant other became startled because he heard a voice in his ear. He said it felt like a buzzing, almost like an electric current going into his ear. It was a woman and she was asking for help. We decided to call it a night after that and turned everything off and went to bed. While we were in bed, we started hearing a woman talk in the room. It was strange because it was such a small voice and it was coming up from the floor. My gosh, it sounds like her and her significant other are like a power couple of, you know, for helping people, like people being attracted to them, you know? Goodness, I think so. Wow. I just feel so sorry for them. Um, But I think that there are many people, especially if they did, you know, if they, they pass very suddenly and tragically and they did not have a very strong spiritual connection in their physical life to know what to expect, you know, and not have mm-hmm. a lot of fear upon death. Because if you think about yeah. it, death is the most feared thing of our existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Or like you said, not having a spiritual connection, or maybe that, um, you know, in some forms of Christianity where they think if you have any sins and you haven't got forgiveness, then you're going to go to hell. So there could be that fear thing too. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't die. I have all these things, all this unresolved business. And so maybe that holds them back too. Yeah. I mean, um, this is kind of a little unrelated, but it makes me think about that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, where, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. take these people into past life regressions. And they're uh, a lot of times they will go back to the their death and how the people felt, you know, and a lot oh, of those yeah. people, they say, will spend time as a ghost. And I actually had a psychic tell me one time that in one of my lives, I spent a significant part of a significant, you know, amount of time as a ghost. I guess it's timelessness there, Mm. but um, I guess that can happen. You get confused. You don't know, you know, you don't have a strong connection to spirit and, you know, it happens and then you're detached from your physical body and you don't know what to do. And and I think that, you know, like those residual hauntings or whatever there are sometimes where people just think that they're alive and they just you know go throughout their day on autopilot like let's go up the stairs let's do this let's go downstairs you know i think that those are common too right friend yeah okay so our next um listener story is from miss ebony 
So uh, this is from uh, told from Ebony's point of view. So um, it's been so long since I have told this story, and I don't think I've told it to anyone in such detail before. I remember this time in my life so vividly. I was a sophomore in high school and when I met my first boyfriend. For the next three and a half years, we navigated our toxic relationship through my high school career. Um, tumultuous home life and rebellious teenage phase. He was one of my best friends and at times my worst enemy. He was my first love and I thought we were inseparable. He was my first heartbreak. During the end of my senior year of high school, he and I agreed to remain friends after a dramatic breakup. It was March 6, 2004. Much like any other weekend, we made plans to meet up. He would usually call as he got near my house or in my neighborhood. This night was strange for me because I didn't understand why it was strange. Um, I've always been sensitive and receptive to energy, and this night felt different. He never called. So... I called his number multiple times to check on him. Each time the call went directly to his voicemail. An hour passed and it was well past midnight. I was angry that he had stood me up at, by that point. I called his phone at, uh, one last time to let him know my peace of mind and to my surprise. A stranger's voice answered the phone. The man introduced himself as a detective. My heart started racing while he asked me questions as though I was under investigation. All I wanted to know was where my friend was. I responded to his questions, confused and scared. I described him to the, him to the detective by distinguishing marks, like his tattoos and birthmarks. I begged him to tell me what had happened to my friend. He told me there was an accident and his family was en route to identify him at the morgue. Oh, Ebony. Mm. We ended up, ended the phone call with the last words that broke everything inside of me. The detective informed me that my friend had committed suicide. I tried to speak, but nothing came out. I sank to my feet, slowly sliding down the wall in my highway hallway as I failed to keep my composure, to call my best friend who was visiting me for the weekend, trying to tell her what I had just learned. His funeral was one of the saddest days of my life. As the weeks went on, I would feel or sense his presence around me at night or when I was alone with my thoughts. I would feel his touch on my arm or my shoulder. I could smell his scents. Little things would let me know he was with me. One evening, in an attempt to get back to myself, my friends and I went to see a movie and a late night drive uh, in a late night drive around the city. While alone in the back seat, I looked out the window at the cars on the highway, watching them fade into the distance. I recognized an SUV that looks eerily similar to his before, and he had it custom painted. As we passed by this vehicle, it felt like time had slowed. I made and and um, I make and hold an eye contact with the driver, and it was him. He stared at me for what seemed like forever. 
not not all at all watching the road. He slowly smiled and drove off into the distance. The vehicle disappeared into thin air. I snapped out of my trance and immediately was flooded by emotions. I was almost inconsolable. Oh my goodness. That was the first time he had visited me in that way. And I could always sense him, but he never showed himself to me like he did that night. Fast forward to 2010. So we were first in 2004. I'm experiencing health issues compromising my quality of life for the next four years. After having my um, after having my first blood transfusion due to these health issues, I went home from the hospital and slept for about 12 hours. I dreamt of white spaces and I could feel there was like a void and the void turned into gray and gloom. Oh, that's scary. The gray mm -hmm. formed into a graveyard. And in that graveyard, I saw a moss covered headstone. The ground was wet and it smelled like rain. I see him and he's smiling at me and he grabs my hand and he doesn't say a word, but begins to lead me to an open grave. He gets down into the grave as though he is instructing me to follow his lead. And I am hesitant, but I slowly kneel and feel a pull inside of me. Something will not allow me to go further. I stopped and told him that I could not go with him. He lets my hand go. His smile fades, and I am abruptly awakened by the noise of the TV in my room. I wake up to find that I was hemorrhaging blood in my sleep. Oh, my gosh. I have, I have to be rushed back to the hospital for another blood transfusion. At the hospital, I passed out because of lack of blood. He appears again in my hospital room. I told, I told him he had to leave me and that I could not stay with him. I say my goodbyes to him, something I promise never to do, and he faded away at that moment, and he has never appeared in my life, waking or subconsciously since. And I think of him sparsely. Wow. That's a powerful one. Oh, my goodness. And over such a long period of time, too. I know. And I just, you know, I, I wonder, and I think people go through this when they're very close to someone energetically mm -hmm. and they cross over. I think that, that, you know, there's um, so much of a connection there that it just, it goes beyond the physical into the spiritual. And um, it, you know, it sounds like he really wanted, you know, them to be together, but it was not her time and her soul knew that. You know? Yeah, there's definitely that strong connection, you know, the cords that tie us to each other. Um, goodness, that's so impactful of that dream she had and then woke up and had to go to the hospital. Um, but yeah, she knew, you know, it's not her time. So, Ebony, you still got some stuff to do here. Oh, yes, she does. She's a powerful light worker. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I would say that we actually, I didn't realize that, but we talked only about ghosts. <laughs> we didn't talk about spirits. I know. Um, I was thinking we could do maybe a follow-up episode on spirit stories. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. The spirit stories are not as, 
don't know, scary, uh, fearful, those kind of things. The spirit stories, uh, at least in my experience, are usually very um, impactful and positive. Yeah, it'll be an uplifting and, you know, inspiring episode, I think. Do you have any last minute thoughts on Ghost, friend? Oh, last minute thoughts. First thing that comes to my mind is, you know, the fear that we often associate it with. And I think that's, you know, partly because of misunderstanding. And I think it's partly because of the way that we deal with death in our culture. Um, it's a hard topic. So what I would say is, even though oftentimes our initial reaction may be fear, I say let's realize first that we are surrounded and protected by love and light. And that we realize that, you know, these were once people like us in a human form and had something tragic happen and really they just need help to move on and move into the light so they're not stuck here. It's like living your life in a loop over and over and over, but not realizing it. Um, so that's what I would say. I would encourage you to look at it from a compassionate, loving lens, um, as opposed to just the fear that can be around it. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Um, and, you know, there are like we talked about before, there are negative ghosts or there's negative entities, demonic, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, mm -hmm. But from my experience, um, and this is what I've been taught in healing and what I practice, if you ever encounter these, these negative entities or you're not sure if it's negative, um, approaching them with love and light will um, is the best way that I have found to handle the situation because they're mm -hmm. not expecting that. And if they are negative, they're going to feed off of your fear, um, which causes, you know, tears in your aura, aura and your energy. And, you know, that kind of like opens you up to receive as an empath or whoever those negative energies. So if you keep yourself centered in the seat of the soul and you encounter these situations and you um, look at it through a lens of love and light to these entities, um, you know, darkness does not exist in the light. Darkness will shy away from the light. So um, in my experience, if you ever do encounter that, always approach it with love and light and call upon your angels, especially Archangel Michael. If you feel threatened in any way um, with an entity that you are encountering or a ghost or a spirit. Mm -hmm. So All right. Thank you for joining us with this episode. And if you have any stories that you would like to share uh, with us, we would love to read them out on our uh, next episodes that we come, um, come that are coming up. You can send us an email or you can, you know, reach out to us on the socials. Uh, we've got um, our email is woowondershour at gmail.com. Facebook is woowondershourkr, which is Krista and Roxy. 
Instagram is woo woo wonder hour and our blog is woo woo wonder hour dot wordpress dot com. Okay, well, thank you and big shout out to Ebony and Megan. Thank you for sharing your stories with us and our listeners. We are so honored and blessed that you chose to do that. Yes. Thank um, you. And please, you guys join us for our next episode. And I think we're going to be talking about spirits, right, Krista? Yep. Let's talk about spirits and angels. Yes. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to share your light. Share your light.